the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. It's a dreary Monday, but we don't have to be, right? I like that attitude, John. It's dreary out there. It's a little chilly. um, It it feels good. You're going to say how much you like it because it's all gray. I do. It's a nice day out there, isn't it? It's not a nice day. It's a very nice, it's a a comforting day. It's not, there's nothing comforting about today. Yes, there is. No, no, there isn't. 100% 100% percent it's comforting. God's on the throne. That's comforting. That's very comforting. There's nothing weather-wise comforting about this day. Nope. That's wrong. There's okay. this beautiful sort of grayish Paul. luster that's very nice. This it's is, comforting. Christy, there's a grayish luster. Did you it know is. that there was? I, no, I didn't. <laughs> well, <laughs> Good to know now. Well, thank okay. you. I'm holding on a, a nice hot cup of coffee mm-hmm. that has a little half and half in it. You guys both had a, you and I both had a mallow cup in the last 15 minutes. I did. I have one for you, Christy. A mallow cup is good to start mm-hmm. your Monday. Did you have afternoon. your mallow cup on Friday, Christy? Yeah, I did. What did you think? I, I love them. Hey. Aren't they delicious? That's so good. Mm-hmm. 70 calories. <laughs> I don't even care. Totally worthwhile. Unless I eat six of them, which I, may happen. I want to thank Rosie Wagoner, listener, for providing the mallow cups for me. She herself <laughs> rallied around the mallow cup. She did, and she mm-hmm. gave me one for me and one for you. See, her point is your point. Uh, often neglected. I think so, too. Right? And I said... We also have a producer. And she was like, oh, here's the third. <laughs> yeah. Give it up, Rosie. Don't sure. be stingy with the mallow. Mm-hmm. Give it over. So she feels, I didn't get the email that Rosie said she sent, or you said that Rosie sent. Use my so, bounce back. So maybe. So she was saying that she feels like it's undervalued? Yeah. She, she made a trip out to the Altoona, PA, which is the birthplace of said mallow cup. I thought it was, it began with a B. Mm-hmm. Or what's the name of the company? Maybe it's the name of the company that makes mallow cups. Who's that? Boyer. Boyer. Oh, Boyer PA. Boyer it PA. is B. Well, yeah. maybe it's a sub. Let's like like Monroeville, you know, to Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. I mean, Allentown. It's big. And we're living here in it. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna <laughs> try, I'm gonna try to go see Billy Joel. I want to go see Billy Joel too. And I talked about Excellent. today. It's very yeah. good. Tickets go on sale Friday. Yeah. Good luck with that. Right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, it'd be fun, them. wouldn't it? Yeah. I, I, it would be. I okay. really want to do that. Me too. Good. Can I come with you? Yeah, the three of us. No, I went. No, to, I went. To, I went to a movie with you and your wife a couple weeks ago. Right. You could go somewhere with me and my husband. No, we've been to concerts together before. We have. What? Went it's to U two together. Yeah. Okay. Let me just say, we went to see U two maybe four years ago uh, when they did the uh, Joshua Tree tour. Heinz Field. At Heinz Field, and so they sold. It was pretty much a sellout. So there were probably fifty thousand people in Heinz Field. Mm. I'm sitting there with my husband and my two daughters, and I hear. Hey, Kath, yeah. I look four rows behind me. There's John. But you, and you were like, like super excited. I'm like, how is that possible? You bought your tickets like months in advance. I, I bought my tickets like the day they went on sale because I was so consumed that I would get a good one. And I John, bought mine three days before the show. And he's like four rows behind hey, me. Kath. That was unjust. <laughs> what? That's like the parable. Did I bring you down? It's like a parable, I right? You down. Where I where I'm like the elder sibling and I'm resentful of the fact that you can't. <laughs> 
converted at the last minute. <laughs> the like. YouTube's prodigal son exactly. tour. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I, I so. I, look, I've been with you guys the whole time, and he shows up at the end and yep. gets good seats. It's good. Anyway, happy Monday to you. Mm-hmm, Dreary you as it is. What mm-hmm. did I say it was? It was. You said it was a gray luster. Luster. I thought, yeah, very nice. Oh, world. Okay, let's uh, let's turn to our news with some trepidation, as we always do. Mm-hmm. Kath, please give us the top four at four. On a gray, lustrous Monday, November 15th. Thumbs up. 2021. Number one. American journalist Danny Fester, sentenced only days ago to 11 years hard labor in Myanmar, has been freed and is on his way home, former U.S. ambassador to the U.N. Bill Richardson said today. Richardson said in a statement that Fenster had been handed over to him in Myanmar and would return to the U.S. via Qatar over the next day and a half. Is that an amazing story, sure John? Fester, the managing editor of the online magazine Frontier Myanmar, was convicted Friday of spreading false false or inflammatory information, contacting illegal organizations, and violating visa regulations. I'm reading here from CBS News. Fenster's sentence was the harshest punishment yet among the seven journalists known to have been convicted since the military took power. Uh, Richardson said that he negotiated Fenster's release during a recent visit to Myanmar when he held face-to-face meetings with General Min Aung Thong, the military leader who ousted the elected government of Nobel laureate Aung San Suu Kyi in February. Thank God. Mm-hmm. He's on. I mean. I, and Richardson's showing up and saying, yeah. hey, I mean, he's the highest ranking government official in the world to visit. I'm sure that it had a lot to do with well, it. Well, yeah. Anyway, that's really wonderful news. Number two. InfoWars host and conspiracy theorist Alex Jones was found liable today for damages in lawsuits brought by parents of children killed in the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting over Jones claims the massacre was a hoax. Judge Barbara Bellis took the rare step, John, of defaulting Jones in the defamation lawsuits for his and his company's failure, quote, to produce critical materials information, critical material information that the plaintiffs needed to prove their claims. Mm. The default means the judge found in favor of the parents and will hold a hearing on how much damages he should pay. Reading here from CBS News, lawyers for the parents claim Jones and his companies, including InfoWars and Free Speech Systems, violated court rules by failing to turn over documents to them, including, get ready for this, internal company documents showing how and if he and his company profited financially from talking about the school shooting and other mass shootings. The 2012 school shooting in Newtown, of course, killed 21st graders and six educators. Number three, Marvin Alasky is out as editor of World Magazine. As a longtime editor of World, a Christian news organization that has a website, a biweekly magazine, and a set of podcasts, Mr. Olasky has delivered a mix of hard news and watchdog articles about the evangelical realm under a journalistic philosophy he calls, quote, biblical objectivity. Reading here from the New York Times today. Uh, They say it involves taking strong stands where the Bible is clear, which has led world to oppose abortion rights and support refugees, he says, and to follow reportable facts where the Bible doesn't provide clear guidance. Mr. Olasky um, served well starting in 1994 when he became the editor until November 1st when he submitted his resignation. 
Um, he said he had received an effective vote of no confidence, John, from the board. Um, just, I don't know, a lot of issues that percolate today in a lot of Christian organizations where there are people who are interested in being political about their perspective and people who aren't. And Mr. Alaski is not. Sorry to see Marvin Alaski go. I loved him. Yep. Um, the New York Times did a great job of talking about all of the big news stories that World um, broke over the years. Um and Mr. Alaski closed by saying this, I'm not interested in the project of a conservative opinion magazine. There are lots out there already, and that's not my vision of world. And number four, I am on a roll, John. It's not a weird animal story. It's just a great animal story. Are you ready? Sure. Boone. Bring it. A two-legged special needs hound mix from Butler Township was named the 2021 American Humane Hero Dog on Friday in an award ceremony in Palm Beach, Florida. He, quote, enjoyed walking the red carpet and wore a brand new formal feathered bow tie, said his owner, Tanya Diabel. And that is your top four. Does Boone have a little cart? I would like to tell you a little bit about Boone. Yep. If you'd let, give me a few Wheeling minutes. down the road there. Uh, Boone got two uh, awards on Friday. One for winning the therapy dog category hmm. and one for being the overall winner. This year, more than 400 dogs were nominated and a million votes were cast. Boone won. What's Can the I title about again? Boone? Uh, it's the American Humane Hero Dog hmm. for 2021. Nice. Can I tell you about yeah, Boone? Yeah, sure. Um, this is going to be a little upsetting uh, if you've got kids in the room. I'm just going to tell you what the Trib says today. But Boone has had his hind legs intentionally and brutally cut off by his former owner when he was only six weeks old. Authorities were never able to apprehend his owner, and Boone's chances of surviving were bleak. But Tanya Diabel and her husband Charlie traveled from here to Texas to adopt the dog. The couple had a wheelchair custom built for Boone so he could have mobility. And now he's four and he's in excellent health. He serves as the face of Joey's Paw, which is a nonprofit founded in 2017 that has awarded more than a thousand prosthetics and wheelchairs to handicapped dogs. That's super cool. He has a signature wardrobe, which always includes a bow tie. He's been on the Rachel Ray Show and he has 13,500 followers on Instagram. Go Boone. He's a licensed therapy dog. He works at various schools and hospitals. And every single month, he's at Pittsburgh International Airport. Interesting. I mean, I love to see dogs like that, right? They, they would not have a chance otherwise. They certainly wouldn't. So fabulous. But he's four years old, and he's good. Rolling down the road. Have you seen his wheels? <laughs> no, not. Fancy. And his bow tie. He looks awesome. <laughs> we'll take a quick break, and we do come back. Our Monday visit to the White House. First guest of the week, Greg Clarkson, joins us from SRN News. Straight ahead. 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. David loved God and David fell. And the Holy Spirit has recorded this story and he's put it here as a warning to us all that God's word does not hide the scars upon the saints. And this is a part of the portrait of this man, David. Your Adrian Rogers series, Live Like a King, this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. One of my favorite developments of the last five years has been the popularity growth of sweatpants. If there's a situation where I'm allowed to wear them, I'm in them. And there's no better day of the year to be in sweatpants than on Thanksgiving or Christmas Day. Dad will be in his button-up jeans or old-school dress pants. And what my sweatpants bring me is a serious advantage when it comes to eating copious amounts of food. 
It's Ryan. And at our Faith and Family Mortgage Team, we're proud to have a pretty special advantage ourselves and one that could be a big deal for you. Our team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company uses its own money and makes its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. For you, this advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, saving monthly and lifelong money on a refinance or new home purchase, leaving more money for sweatpants. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. It's a fact that MyPillow doesn't have their box stores or any shopping channels available for their product anymore. And because of that, they are passing their extra savings directly to you. You can get the lowest price in the history of MyPillow for their classic standard MyPillow, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with a promo code. They also have queen size, regularly $79.98, only $24.98 with a promo code. Or king size, regularly $89.98, now only $29.98 with a promo code. MyPillow is not just pillows. They also have over 150 products, everything from sleepwear to my new beds. Promo code also works on mystore.com and frankspeech.com. Go to MyPillow.com, call 1-800-391-0954. Use the promo code WORD to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his standard MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code WORD, or by calling right now, 800-391-0954 for the best deal on MyPillow. Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Every Monday, we visit the White House with Greg Clarkston, where Greg is the SRN News White House correspondent. He brings us up to date on the goings-on in and around the uh, nation's capital and across the U.S. and the world. Greg, welcome back. Happy Monday to you. Thank you, John. Kathy, good afternoon. Happy Monday. Nice to see you, Greg. I don't know. It seems like it was about six years ago we started talking about the infrastructure bill. Should we have a party today that is actually going to be signed? (laughs) Did it get signed? Uh, it's it's about to be signed right now. Uh, the president is out on the South Lawn with about 800 people. It's a big uh, ceremony, a big deal for this uh, for this administration. Uh, there are bipartisan uh, members of Congress uh, in support. There are Republicans on hand. Uh, not a lot, but a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of Democrats, as well as governors, mayors, other officials from across the country that uh, are all signing on in, su- in support of this. But the president is just moments away from actually right. putting his signature on that bill, making it a law. On the lawn at the White House. I mean, that's got to be a rarity. How often does that happen? Yeah, well, I mean, about as often as we get infrastructure deals of this size, right? <laughs> right, I mean, which, as I said, doesn't happen often. Exactly. To your point, Kathy. Uh, yeah, this uh, this is one reason why the president did not sign the measure you know, 10 days ago when it was finally approved finally by the Congress because uh, lawmakers were then uh, out of town for the next week on recess. Really? And so the White House purposefully waited until today with uh, Congress back in session to have uh, these key people, uh, you know, uh, who were responsible for making this happen there to be a part of the really? celebration. So, All for a photo yeah, op. And, 
Absolutely. It's 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 definitely a photo op. It's an opportunity again for the president and other supporters uh, to explain to the American people what they think uh, this is going to mean for them in terms of improving roads, bridges and, uh, you know, building up the Internet access across the country and and all the rest that this bill talks about. Now, there are there are some Republicans uh, who are concerned that uh, their fellow Republicans who did vote for this, not everyone, of course, did. There are some in the GOP who are concerned that this is going to sort of, uh, you know, grease the path toward having uh, the Democrats and the and the White House get victory with that other, you know, one point seven five trillion dollar package, the build back better package, as they call it, uh, from from happening. Um, And so there are there are concerns within the GOP uh, that even though these were separate bills, one might lead to the other. I see. Right. The Ride Home streaming live on YouTube. You can watch Greg Clugston. He's with us on Zoom. Uh, you can find us on YouTube at The Word Pittsburgh and check out the show. Um, okay, so it, it's good for the president because he sure needed a win. Um, things are looking really bad on the inflation front, Greg. Yeah, this is sort of a, a mixed day for the White House uh, and for the president personally these days, not just today, but especially perhaps today because of this bill signing ceremony. Uh, and that's for that very reason. He is, he's got something to celebrate today. But at the same time, inflation is an ongoing concern. And his poll numbers have been on a downward trajectory. We've right. talked about that the last really couple low. of weeks. Yeah. And those things are, those are, those are tied together in terms of uh, inflation, how Americans are feeling about their personal, uh, you know, economy, uh, their personal, you know, checkbooks and, and uh, bank accounts and, and all the rest. And with the rising inflation, and uh, and the other thing about the inflation too is that the White House senior administration officials they don't they don't trumpet this, but they have acknowledged that the inflationary pressures have lasted longer than first anticipated. Mm. Uh, and and to be honest, they don't see any real uh, improvement probably until calendar year 2022. Uh, so th- that begs the question, what is the White House? What can the president even do in the short term to make an immediate impact on this? And while the president certainly has a lot of levers he can uh, he can push and pull, uh, and obviously signing a bill like this is something that will help uh, in the longer term, uh, there still are some open questions as to what can be done in the short term. I see. So, Greg, um, the Christmas break happens when? I mean, here we are mid-November. Is there another two to three weeks in session? Yeah, and it's sort of stop and start because we've got oh. Thanksgiving uh, next week. So the lawmakers are back in D.C. this week. They're off all of next week for their Thanksgiving recess, and then they are back uh, the week after that. And then we've got uh, another one of those crunch periods coming up, as we talk about every year. We talked about them just a couple of months ago because they they sent they spent uh, they passed these temporary spending measures to keep the budget going. But there's also the debt ceiling. Uh, limit issue that's going to be coming up again in the early month, early days of December. So it's going to be a crunch time, as it often is between Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's always something. Greg Clugston with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Okay, let's move to uh, the president speaking um, with the uh, Prime Minister of China. So it's not going to be a face-to-face thing. It's going to be, what, the best of Zoom? Pretty much. Yeah. Just like we're doing here, talking to each other on a on a video call. Yeah. Uh, by the way, it is official. Uh, just moments ago, the president uh, signed the, uh, oh the my gosh. bill. So it okay. is official right okay. as of right now. All right. 
And uh, I'm glad we could of, celebrate uh, this moment together, Greg. Pop the champagne. Yeah, there we go. I, I know. I knew you were waiting for that to happen. <laughs> yeah. So, and the White House was courteous enough to uh, to schedule the event during our conversation. Fabulous. Good. We they're like they're always so amenable to what we need. It's right. wonderful. So coming up later tonight, uh, and this is going to be a call that the White House officials say could be a couple or three hours what? long. Really? Uh, yeah. This is going to be the first time that these two these two men will be meeting since President Biden took office. The, these are these are leaders who have known each other for years. Uh, back when Joe Biden was vice president, he spent a lot of time uh, visiting with and even traveling in some cases with uh, Xi Jinping. But now here they are all these years later, and uh, they're each the uh, the president of their, their nation. U.S. and Chinese relations are, are not great right now on a lot of levels, whether it's trade, whether it has to deal with tariffs, uh, Taiwan is a concern, aggressive Chinese uh, actions toward Taiwan, especially in recent weeks. There is a lot to talk about uh, on that agenda, and that's one reason why they think uh, it could be a couple of hours on, on the call tonight. Of course, you've got the, uh, you know, the, the translation that also has to happen for the language. That also adds to the time of the call. I see. So, Greg, any insight um, on what the call itself, the visual, will look like? I mean, there you are in front of a camera, we're in front of a camera. Is it pretty much the same? I, I'm sure on both sides there'll be staff around, right, uh, translators, as you said. But it won't just be a singular solo call. There's a lot going on They're there. probably not going to be streaming on YouTube. Right. Sure. Yeah, they won't, they won't be streaming, unfortunately. <laughs> there would be a lot of reporters that would be tuned into that, uh-huh. believe me. But we'll see uh, something no. at some point, right? Uh, well, you know, there, there is going to be uh, reporters in the in the pool today. The press pool today will have uh, some immediate. So we may get some some images okay. to sort of answer that exact question okay. that you're asking, John, as to you know exactly what does the video call look like. We'll have to wait and see if we get those exact details. But you're right; there obviously are our aides and associates. For each of these political leaders, you know, on the sidelines, around the table, behind the camera and all that, uh, there's a lot of preparation that goes into these events. Obviously, these events are are, are probably more fruitful in some sense if they are face to face. But uh, he has not left China for some time. And so we're told by officials here that President Biden believes that even though uh, U.S. Chinese relations are, are, are problematic right now on a, on a lot of different levels, this president believes that there is value in still trying to strike out common ground. Uh, the U.S., the White House has not made any, uh, has not been shy, I should say, about saying that we want to be very competitive with China. Mm-hmm. But they also say we want to be uh, intensely diplomatic uh, with China and to focus on areas of common agreement as well. So it's a, it's a tricky path, and uh, there will be a lot to talk about. They can only get so far, even in a couple of hours tonight, but sure. it'll perhaps you know set the groundwork for future conversations. It's fascinating. It really is. Yeah. Um, Greg, so this era, when, you know, we're a week out from Thanksgiving. We're going to be pretty much you know away for four days or so Thanksgiving-wise. Then we've got Christmas in three weeks. Does anything really happen on Capitol Hill during that time? Well, not, Give me not the, the honest days truth. when. Well, when Congress is in recess, obviously no. It's just you know everybody's off on you know on a break, just like uh, we often will get a chance to visit with uh, family and friends over over Thanksgiving, hopefully. Uh, but as I mentioned just a couple of minutes ago, they have a, a series of deadlines on some important issues: budget, the debt ceiling, those kinds of things that are set to expire in early December. So, so we got to do something. It, 
exactly. And mm-hmm. we've been through this. We've been through this before. We've talked about it for years here on your program about, uh, you know, it's just like, you know, cramming for a, for a test, you know, in college the night before and uh, sort of procrastinating and waiting to the last minute uh, right before the deadline, turning that term paper in. And that's what is happening again with uh, with members of Congress. And so there will be a flurry of activity uh, that goes forward. And then, of course, not just those deadlines that are going on, but you've got this build back better, larger climate education health care package that's approaching two trillion dollars. That is a more partisan issue. It's a partisan bill that Democrats are hoping to get done. That may not get done before Christmas or New Year's, and that could bleed into January. Um, It's possible it could get done before then, but that's also happening. So there's a lot on the plate for lawmakers as they come and go between Washington and their home districts. Very good. Well, speaking of a lot on the plate, so uh, one of President Trump's associates, confidants, Steve Bannon, is uh, facing some trials uh, for contempt charges. Please talk to us about that. Right. He had received a subpoena from the January 6th House Committee that is looking into the events of January 6th at the U.S. Capitol and that attack. And uh, he did not uh, respond to that subpoena. And so uh, he surrendered, Steve Bannon did, this morning to FBI agents outside his home, did make a court appearance here in Washington earlier today. And then afterwards, he, along with his attorney, uh, spoke to the press for a few minutes. Bannon was very defiant. He said that uh, he is going to be fighting these contempt charges and uh, any charges uh, that are filed against him uh, related to January 6th. He's, uh, he, he referred to the Biden administration as the Biden regime and was accusing that the president uh, directed the attorney general, Merrick Garland, to, uh, to go after Bannon, perhaps uh, specifically. Uh, that's that's a charge that was leveled by Bannon. So uh, it was very combative, and we haven't heard the last of this. And then, of course, he's just one of many Trump associates and people from inside the Trump White House and campaign inner circles that have been called to provide testimony and documents as this uh, as this committee is looking into those uh, those you know situate this, the situation involving January sixth. There's always some excitement, right? Yeah, it's fascinating. All right, last question for you, Greg. Yeah, uh, comes. News comes from your hometown newspaper. Uh, the Washington Post. I don't mean the one in Seattle. The Washington Post. Sure, um, sure. That that perhaps uh, you should stop sucking in your stomach all the time. And by you, I mean not you. All of us. Uh, it not could you. be bad for our health. Um, do you suck in your stomach? And is this something you're concerned about? That's Greg? pretty intimate. I mean, to ask. I feel it. Look, we've known Greg. Look, we've just shared the infrastructure bill signing. He's a national newsman. They're talking about sucking in his stomach. That's why he comes onto the ride home. Well, you're right. I mean, Kathy's right to a certain degree, but John has a point as well. I have to say. I'm just trying to protect you, Greg. Don't try to walk the middle middle line Is that a political answer there or what? No, it's very good. Uh, We appreciate (laughs) it. I mean, I feel like like we know each other uh, pretty pretty well, although that is uh, is pretty personal, but let's let's be honest. I'm not afraid to uh, to let the guard down. Mm -hmm. Have I I sucked my stomach in from time to time? Sure. Sure, yes, you have. Of course, I thought that was supposed to be good for us. Nope. It was supposed to be good for your back, right? To always be in. Why all of a sudden are we finding out this is a negative? Right. Well, Greg's going to leave us. It's like butter and margarine. If Greg would stick around, we may have the answer to that. But, Greg, I'm sorry. You have to read that on your own at some point. I will. I will. Thanks for the tip. Try to squeeze that into your (laughs) early evening reading. Yes, thank you. You're looking good, Greg. All Keep right. it going. Don't hurt Thanks, yourself. Bye, Greg. Yeah, okay. So Cass says, stop sucking in your stomach all Seriously, the time. It's it like could a be health bad alert. Your health. What? That's next. I don't know. Bags under your eyes? That's junk sleep. And Mattress Firm can help. Shop the Black Friday sale and save up to $500 on top-rated brands you'll love, like Sleepies. Plus, pair the mattress of your dreams with a free adjustable base with qualifying purchase.
Do your pets have the same energy they used to? Do they have problems with itching, scratching, a dull coat, or goopy ears? Then your pets need Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. For over 20 years, pet owners have trusted Dynavite to supplement their pet's diet. We started Dynavite and in our first box, we noticed a difference. Dynavite is an all-natural daily supplement made from whole foods that helps support your pet's immune system, digestion, skin, and coat. Within three weeks, he's not scratching and itching, and he's an all-around happier dog. Today's commercial pet foods are processed at high temperatures, which bakes out all the essential goodness. These processed foods can lack the essential vitamins, enzymes, and probiotics that contribute to overall good health. Adding a scoop of Dynavite to your pet's food bowl is the answer. If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them to live long, healthy, happy lives. I have two cats and two dogs. All four of them are on the Dynavite. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing and no processing fee through dollar bank want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office choose from 100 percent vinyl commercial aluminum wood and composite and how would you like to never clean your gutters again for a limited time get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement offer valid through 123121 all with 12 months no interest no processing fee and backed by the best warranty in the industry schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windows are pittsburgh.com that is windows everything that we do in the office is to provide a comforting feel to you and your family stock family dentistry where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care we do value the time that you spend at our office and we understand that you don't have hours and hours because lives are crazy nowadays but we want to really make sure that the time you're spending with us is efficient and effective and works for you as an individual. Harry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, Play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. It will be breezy this evening. Otherwise, we'll see plenty of clouds tonight. Expect a low tonight of 29. For tomorrow, times of clouds and sunshine will reach a high tomorrow of 46. Wednesday, we'll see low clouds. It will be breezy in the afternoon. Expect a high Wednesday of 65. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. So if you just tuned into our last segment, you see we just uh, we asked a national newsman about uh, whether or not he sucks in his stomach. I think it's a, I think it's a vital question even for today's you know program based on what we read in the Washington Post. I want to know. It's extremely intimate, but it is it's kind not of a, extremely. It's intimate. extremely it's intimate. Not extremely intimate. This is this? a directive that we've gotten from health professionals for the last I don't know how long. You should always walk. In fact, you should sit. With your stomach muscles in, it's better for your back, better for your posture. All right. Well, Heather Jeffcoat 
she is a physical therapist in the Washington, D.C. area, Heather okay. Jeffcoat. She also uh, takes a spin class. And wait, then, wait, wait, wait. She's a what? She's a physical therapist. Okay. What did you think I said? I, I was thinking, wait, in my head I thought she's a journalist because she wrote the article. No, oh, no, she's just a physical therapist who is quoted. Right. So she's a therapist, and she also takes a spin class, and then next to her, to her spin class is a Starbucks. Okay. She said, so I'm in the Starbucks, and I see, you know, these uh, well-coiffed people wearing their, their workout, you know, their... Um, Attire. You know, uh, whatever, whatever they wear. Their capri pants and their sports bra and their little, sh- you know, sure. shorts and whatnot. And she said, as a physical therapist, I, I look at people, that's I'm just naturally an observant person, and I see everyone sucking in their stomach. And then she's like thinking, wait a second, you know, so from your training, what does that say about what you're seeing? And what she's discovered is that continually doing that, that, you know, approach to the you know the beauty standard of a flat stomach could have some physical effects which involve the posture bowel movements urination and your pelvic bone itself well what are we getting into now and that's exactly why i'm saying why are you bringing this up well, because, because i didn't very know personal. it had such far-reaching implications so then, you know, she starts to investigate. She's talking to other people. Uh, uh, Sarah Huang, an assistant professor of physical medicine and rehabilitation at Northwestern University's School of Medicine, she says those muscles are trained to always be activated. It can affect the entire core. She's also the director of women's health and rehab. And she said, so if you're walking around tensing those muscles on a regular basis, when they're just called on, they're supposed to be, you know, they're designed to be called on in situations other than actively all the time, that it could affect deeper than what the physical therapist is saying. It could cause the pelvic floor Uh-oh. to potentially become overwhelmed, which could have consequences in the pelvic organ prolapse. Don't even ask me what that is. Sounds very bad. So the thrust of it all, and I say that with quotes around it, is they're saying essentially, would everybody just relax and let it all hang out? Okay. I I don't know. And that seems to look, be very intimate for an you, afternoon show. I got to tell you. I, so I started seeing a physical therapist when I hurt my back the first time in college. Yeah. And did they say? Tight- of course. They said that you should always listen when I'm sitting here. Yeah, you're tight. Always, because right. that's what I was taught is that to support your back, right. that's what you have to do with your core. <laughs> I'm sitting next to you eating a bag of chips, <laughs> and I'm working really hard over here, you Sorry. guys. Well, you look good. Thanks, I but it's not about looking good. It's supposed to be that it supports your back. Mm-hmm. What if you blow? If you have a back problem, right. you want to find out whatever you can well, do to not have that happen. Isn't again. that what, like what crunches are for and sit ups and whatnot? Right? That yeah, core. but this, yeah, but this happens all the time. You know, you. I, I don't. I don't trust. Physical therapists. Oh, uh, trust or the, the entire medical community coming out about this sort of thing. Oh, they're going to tell no me one. next that margarine. I don't good trust for anybody. Me. Margarine's good for me. That's what it's here in the right Margarine's terrible, isn't it? WORD. We continue our study of the Ten Commandments this week on Truth For Life. We're learning how we are to honor our parents throughout our lives, not just when we're kids. And we'll consider the sacredness of life and the sanctity of marriage. Listen this week to Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. 
tomorrow morning at 6 on 101.5 WORD. Attention Americans 65 and older. The Medicare annual enrollment period for 2022 has begun. This is the only time to change your Medicare Advantage plan for a whole year. And Smart Match Insurance is here to help. Do you currently have a copay? What about a high deductible? Do you pay extra for dental and vision? Are your out-of-pocket expenses just too high? If you answered yes to any of these, you should call Smart Match. Smart Match is like having a personal Medicare consultant who can help you find plans which include $0 copays, $0 deductibles, even $0 premiums, plus dental and vision coverage for no additional cost. Having the wrong Medicare plan can cost you thousands. Smart Match makes it easy to find the right one with their free, smart, and unbiased help. If you find a plan you like, they can even enroll you on the spot. The Medicare annual enrollment period for 2022 ends soon. The service is free with no obligation, so call Smart Match today. Call 800-871-1592. That's 800-871-1592. 800-871-1592. With today's technology, anyone can take a video. But getting it ready for prime time, that's something many churches aren't equipped to handle. Here at Salem Video, we offer churches everything they need to go from rough cut to picture lock. With your raw footage, we can produce great-looking videos for your social media, podcasts, website, and even live service element. From text animation, visual effects, transitions, logos, music, and more, here's where we put it all together. What can Salem Video do for you? Ask GM Brad Marshall at 412-503-4770. Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Adam. We started Legacy Box so that family memories would be safe and could always be enjoyed together. And this year, we're offering you early access to our incredible Black Friday sale so you can finally digitize your home movies and photos. One million families and counting have trusted Legacy Box to convert their aging media because Legacy Box is safe, simple, and affordable. From fading over time to risks like fire and water damage, your videotapes, film reels, and photos aren't protected unless they're on a digital format. And with the holidays approaching, don't wait. Simply fill your legacy box and we'll take care of the rest. This is the first time we've offered Black Friday savings this early. And it's the most meaningful thing you can do this holiday season. It's time to relive your most important memories and take advantage of Legacy Box's best sale of the year. Visit LegacyBox.com LBOX to get early access to our Black Friday sale. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX for an irresistible deal. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. Buddy line went to a parent-teacher conference, and the teacher said, you know, we think your boy may be ADHD. He's always fidgeting around. He's, you know, there's a lot of, you know, lack of attention and whatnot. And my buddy said, well, I, I don't want to agree with you too much here. I think more than anything, my kid may need a wrench or a screwdriver in his hand. Hmm. Uh, and that was kind of like to do something. Yeah, that was sort of like the family joke, right? I mean, the kid's fidgety because he needs something in his hands to do some work. And I, I, I like that story because it, you know, kind of spoken like a real father, a guy who is handy himself with perhaps a wrench or a screwdriver. Well, Tony Woodleaf is back with us. Tony, uh, he lives in uh, North Carolina. He's got a terrific website that we follow along, and uh, we'll talk about that as well. He's also a writer who has appeared in the Wall Street Journal and the London Times and comment. But intentional fatherhood, Tony, I mean, I'm glad with three sons you can talk about this. I think probably in some ways we're kindred spirits. We wish we were the guy with the wrench or the screwdriver or all that stuff, but that's not necessarily our skill set, but it's still important, yeah? Oh, that's right. Uh, thanks for having me on, Jen. Um, it is. It, we, I think we see more and more boys struggling in school because um, they're expected to fit 
sort of sit there like little cogs in the machine and not move, be quiet, be still, don't speak your mind, and um, they're dropping out. So if, if kids are dropping out, um, what does that say? Does that signify that they're disengaged, they're disinterested, or is it because they don't feel like they fit into this, I don't know, the, the box of the, mold the, the, of acad- the, yeah, the academic mold? Well, it's a good question, Kathy. I mean, of course, you know, every child is different. They have different reasons. I know from my own sons um, who are intelligent young men, um, you wouldn't always know that from their decisions. But, but trust me, I know there's some intelligence in there. Um, they just, they're bored. And and they don't feel like this system is for them in any way. It's it's like it's designed to to instill compliance. Um, and And they just, they're not wired that way mm-hmm. um so they just they don't want anything to do with it and um you know i talked to my 17 year old who he's a little entrepreneur he's got a couple of side businesses he's very good with his hands very smart and um we talked about maybe he just takes the ged and gets out of high school early and um you know enrolls in community college or something and i didn't realize that my state of north carolina they changed the rules so you have to be 18 years old to do that you can't be a 16 year old the way you could when I was a kid and just, you know, prove that you know enough and get out of there. And um, I view that as just sort of an example of where I I think the school system needs kids to be, you know, the behinds and seats uh, because that perpetuates the myth that they're doing something productive in there. Right. So, Tony, talk to us about your own growing up as a boy and, you know, centered now with your work on intentional fathering. Was your dad an intentional fathering kind of guy? Uh, no, I, I, you couldn't. You couldn't say that. Um, he he left when I was quite young, um, for a variety of reasons. He was very young himself. Um, he and my mother had me when they were teenagers, and kind of bounced around in life. And we didn't get reconnected until much later. Um, but with that said, I can tell you that right now that man is downstairs in my house, hmm. taking care of my four-year-old twins, playing with them all day long, even though they've worn him out. So. The message I see in that is it doesn't matter how much you've stumbled as a father. You know, the door is always open as long as you're breathing. <laughs> wow. Okay, so then without a father who's sort of like, you know, there by your side day to day, how did you learn the, the skill, the art, the the intensity of what it is to be a, a, an intentional father, to raise sons? Uh, well, <laughs> some people might say I never did. Um, <laughs> I, I tried to pay a lot of attention to men I admire. Uh, and, and I was raised for most of my childhood by a stepfather who was um, very harsh disciplinarian. He's a, a Green Beret, Special Forces uh, in Vietnam, uh, twice decorated in combat, um, but also kind of hard to live with. But, he, you know, he toughened me up in a lot of ways. And I think you only realize in retrospect as you get older um, that the, the men in your life, even though probably most of them were flawed, as men are, um, they still had a purpose in your life, and you can still see the path that you're on and see the best in them in the best choices you make. And and I've come to realize that probably later than I should, and I've, I've gradually developed gratitude towards men that I, I, I was too harsh and unforgiving towards for, for most of my own life. Is that because you hadn't experienced what they had experienced, Tony? And so you were you know judging them based on some ideal you'd created? Yeah, Kathy, that's a good question. I think that's probably part of it. And then having made every possible mistake as a father, 
myself. Um, you learn a little, you know, a little grace for other people. One thing I've, I've realized is almost every kind of life choice that I've made fun of back when I was younger and I thought I knew everything, I've now at this point stumbled into in one way or another. And, and so I realized going forward, I only want to make fun of billionaires. Um, so maybe a dad will turn me into one of them. Touche. That's good. All right, Tony. So you told us you've got a 17-year-old son, and you have sons who are four-year-old twins. That's a huge wow. gap. Oh, well, I have, I have six sons. I have um, My oldest is a United States Marine. He's 21. I have a 19-year-old, uh, 17, 14-year-old, and then four-year-old twins. And the gap is because I wanted the you know, terrible mistakes I made when I was younger was I ruined my first marriage and, and it ended in divorce. And then I had to, you know, with my ex-wife do our best to, to raise our first four sons, you know, our four sons as best we could apart. Um, and then I remarried. I had the very, very good fortune, the blessing to meet a woman who could put up with me. And, um, by that point I changed quite a bit. And so we had, I had two more children uh, with her and, Thankfully, they all get along great. The older brothers are like, you know, the best big brothers you'd ever want to have. So the four-year-olds are in heaven with all these big boys to wrestle. Mm-hmm. Tony Woodleaf is with us. His short fiction has appeared in Image, Ruminate, St. Catherine Review, and Dappled Things. While his essays about parenthood and faith have appeared in the Wall Street Journal, Comment, and the London Times. We've known Tony for a couple years. And, uh, you know, Tony, one of the things I've appreciated about you, I, I don't. it might have been you that kind of got me along the path of thinking about raising kids as us growing up at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. Now, you know, I didn't have kids particularly young. I was 29 when I had my first child, so it wasn't like I was 16. But in in looking at the process, both of my one of my girls is out of college and one is in college. I look back at it and I realize that while I was raising them, I was really growing up myself. Um, and so that's I don't know. That's something that can kind of cause me to uh, be hard on myself uh, that I didn't recognize things sooner. On the other hand, it can kind of cause me to give myself a little bit of a break because I was immature when I started. No perfect parent. No perfect parent. Um, how do you look at that, Tony? Oh, Kathy, I think that's you know hard-won wisdom right there. I mean, the number of sleepless nights when I ponder, as we all want to do, you know, I ponder all my mistakes and the and the harm I've done to my children through my own mistakes. And I just try to remember, you know, Jordan Peterson has this great line where he says, "You should, you should." Treat yourself the way you would treat a friend. You know, you should give yourself the advice you would give a friend. And I, so I try to do that. I would, I, would, I would encourage a friend to have grace for his failings as long as he's learning from them. Um, and, and one thing I think I've learned is that for, for all parents, men, women, you know, mothers, fathers, um, it's the very striving that is evidence that you're, you're doing good enough. Mm. The fact that you worry that you're not and that you're trying to do better, that's all your child needs. Just like your child needs to know that he or she is good enough in your eyes, um, you have to know that you are good enough in your father's eyes, your heavenly father, and he's given you all the tools that you need. Um, You know, your good works are prepared beforehand, as it says in Ephesians. You just have to walk in them, and that, I think, especially has to include our children. 
Tony, we've got a friend here who worked at the station for a number of years, and he became a first time a first a first time father while he was working uh, with us. And we made some, you know, hey, you know, when your son, when your baby arrives, you know, you know, and this is what's going to change. And he was like, he nodded his head, and he's like, yeah, I got this. You know, I, I'm okay. We're going to just continue to live our life as we've always done, and you know, really just move forward from there. Yeah, we're, we're, they're going to take a road trip, yeah. right? They were going to take like some 11 hour road trip or something, Tony. Like when the kid was two weeks old, and John right. and John and I thought. No, how do, you, how do you tell somebody that that's not going to happen? Yeah, and I think that's it. How do you tell someone? And, you know, for all of us, we wish we knew what we you know knew was coming, but you can't really tell can't. that to anybody. you got to yeah. go through it yourself and make your own mistakes and your own screw-ups and your own victories and all that happens. But I'm sure, you know, because you're so intentional, especially with six boys, people come to you for advice. And is there that one piece of wisdom, you know, other than what you're saying here, which is excellent about being available and being there and forgiving yourself in the moment, Right. But there are so many people who want to be good parents and there's a lot of books about it. But there I wish there was sort of like, you know, the ultimate manual for the excellent mother and father that we all would embrace as a society. And we're all in the, the same problem page. is it's not math. No, <laughs> that's right. Oh, I wish. I mean, for me, the, the advice I got that just pierced my heart and maybe it was just because it, it's for me and maybe other people don't need it. But I think for a lot of fathers, um, we have to remember that our children, they're wired really tightly to us. They know when we don't approve. And we don't have to elaborate on all the ways we don't approve when they failed. Um, because they already know. That doesn't mean we don't have consequences. They sin, you know, or they break a rule. But I, it took me too long to realize that what my children crave is knowing that they're good enough. And so I realized that most of my words should be legitimate praise. Not, you know, oh, you're a hero because you got your homework done on time, but legitimate praise. Hey, you know what? You worked really hard on your homework, and I know you don't like math. Just things like that. And I I can tell you, it has transformed my relationships with my older sons, having been overly critical, trying to make them be perfect, and then realizing, ah, I just need to turn that part of myself off. Mm. And it really changed how we relate to each other. And I, I just... That, if nothing else, if I could get every father to remember that, that your criticism is kind of already wired in, they already know, and just focus on reinforcing what they're doing that's good. That's what they desperately want to hear, especially from their fathers. That's fabulous. Tony, thanks an awful lot. Really, it's always good to have we you. I always Listen, appreciate when you If people want to find more about you, you, you know, give, give them where you, know, where you are. Well, uh, you can go to my website. It's just Tony Woodleaf, W-O-O-D-L-I-E-F. Dot com or intentionalfathering.com, which has been on a bit of a hiatus because I was working on another project, but I um, hope to get it going again with um, you know, a more new material that people can, can look at. Fabulous. Legitimate praise for your son, your daughter, Tony Woodleaf. Look from online, Tony Woodleaf, W-O-O-D-L-I-E-F. Take a quick break. Come back. The Monday edition. This entertainment answer brought to you by Exergen. What is our Blu-ray pick of the week? Well, it's Disney's Jungle Cruise. Emily Blunt says the chemistry with her and Dwayne Johnson was very important. You know when you have it naturally and you know when you don't have it naturally. And you can fake it and it's totally fine and it's totally doable. Like she has with every other male star. every other male star. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) We just had this immediate rapport that was like effortless. Disney's Jungle Cruise rated PG-13 is on digital Blu-ray, DVD, and 4K. For more information, head over to theentertainmentanswer.com. Want to know the sneaky way to get the perfect gift this holiday season? Just tiptoe into your loved one's closets and look at their shoe sizes. 
Then head to Skechers and make this holiday the most comfortable ever. Because at Skechers, we have ultra-comfy, ultra-affordable shoes you can buy everybody you know. Let's start with the kids. We have shoes that light up and sparkle, stretch fit that are easy to slip on and look cool, and many more. Shoes truly are the new toys this holiday. And how about for mom, dad, and even the grandparents? We've got boots, sneakers, slip-ons, shoes for working out, for going out, and so much more. Plus, many come with Skechers exclusive air-cooled memory foam for ultimate comfort. And in a fit you're sure to love. Relaxed fit, wide fit, arch fit, and so many more. Skechers are the fit specialists. So this year, deck the feet with super comfortable Skechers. Just sneak into their closet, get their shoe sizes, and let Skechers do our holiday magic. Find Skechers at Skechers.com, at a Skechers store near you, or wherever stylish shoes are sold. Over the river and through the woods to Grandmother's house we go. Remember those old-fashioned holidays when the pace was slower and the food all tasted like Grandma had been cooking all day just for you? You know what? She probably did. You know what else? At the Spring House in 84, we still cook all day long just for you. So even though your life is filled with running, we can make sure that you still enjoy an old-fashioned holiday. Call the Spring House now to order fresh turkeys. Not frozen, mind you, fresh. The only kind Grandma used. The aroma of a turkey roasting in your oven will fill the house with promises of what's to come. Let us prepare side vegetable dishes like Aunt Emma's breaded broccoli, sweet potato pie, or even real mashed potatoes. And don't you forget to order the dinner rolls and, of course, our own homemade pumpkin pies or even apple crumb. They seem to be the favorites this year. Call 228-3339 now and let us help you enjoy a real old-fashioned holiday. Don't let pests haunt your home this winter. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. saw something about the Human Library. Check this out. The Human Library is an educational nonprofit that organizes temporary, and then quotes, libraries, in quotes, around the world where you can borrow a person instead of a book. Founded in Copenhagen in 2000 by Ronnie Abergail, the idea is to encourage people with very different perspectives, backgrounds, beliefs, or experiences to have a safe place to talk openly and honestly so that others may better understand them. Loan periods from the Human Library are a maximum of 30 minutes. Okay, so I could go into the library and I could borrow you and then you and I could sit down and we could talk, but I have to return you in 30 minutes. Right, 30-minute conversation. So they give examples. A feminist meets with a Muslim woman in a hijab and asks if she wears it by choice mm. or compulsion. A climate change activist meets with someone who thinks global warming is a hoax. Or how about a coal miner? Yeah. So. That's really interesting. You sit again. Wouldn't that be awkward? It'd be so good. It'd be so healthy. Well. Oh, it'd be super awkward. No, I don't, maybe it wouldn't be awkward because the no, person who's no, acting is the. Li- it wouldn't be open-minded. It wouldn't be difficult for you because you're open. You're an open-minded person. 
Well, you wouldn't do it unless you were open-minded, don't you think? Unless you were yeah, com- I guess that's a good. Point. I guess that's it. a good point. Right. I mean, I really want to understand. I mean, if your mind's made up, you're not going to go to the library yeah, and say, yeah, yeah, "Let yeah. me talk to," right? But the people who need it the most are those people. We all need it. We all need it. You're <laughs> I mean, right. We're all a hot mess today, are we not? Right. So Copenhagen. Now, apparently, you know, it it runs the gamut. Um. The Human Library. Uh, you can find it online, of course. If you just uh, Google in the Human Library, they're on all the platforms, of course, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and whatnot. But look at the Human Library if you want a different perspective, something you don't. I just don't get it. Right. Why are people doing this? What? This doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. Who would you can talk to? Could we do it online? Who would I talk to? You know yeah. who I'd talk to? Who? Nancy Pelosi. Really? Yeah. I would talk to some like. Antifa guy. Okay. What, what is go? What's going yeah, through yeah, your mind? Yeah, just tell me about this. I mean, I don't know, but then I'm afraid you know someone. Uh, I, what you, do think you, Nancy, I, you think Nancy? could be borrowed for thirty? No, probably not. Yeah, she's probably, no, she's no. busy. Nancy Pelosi, she, I really. Yeah. Why did that? Uh, Wouldn't that be interesting? I would be. If if there was true honesty and yeah. empathy and compassion. Why'd you carry that big gavel down the street like that? Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Biden is set to sign the bipartisan infrastructure bill into law. Heritage Foundation policy analyst David Ditch tells the Salem Radio Network the bill is financially irresponsible. It would add a tremendous amount to the national debt. And in exchange for that, we will get a tremendous amount of wasteful spending. The president with another big event later this evening, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki says President Biden will hold a virtual meeting with China's Xi Jinping. The two leaders will discuss ways to responsibly manage the competition between the United States and the PRC, as well as ways to work together where our interests align. That virtual meeting tonight, that was Press Secretary Jen Psaki. On Wall Street now, the Dow is down 10 points, and the Nasdaq is 19 points lower. This is SRN News. Hi, this is Joe Belanti with J&D Waterproofing at 1-800-BERRY-DRY. In honor of our 81 years serving the tri-state area, we are offering great savings for all our new and past customers. Call 1-800-BERRY-DRY. That's 1-800-BERRY-DRY to get your savings on basement waterproofing, bowing or cracking walls, and or footer stabilization projects. Or visit us at jdwaterproofing.com. J&D Waterproofing, family owned and operated since 1939. Christmas is coming. We need to buy for Aunt Sue. Uncle Jimmy. Uncle Sal. For Mom and Dad. Mom's dog, Chewbacca. I want some Legos. Cindy's teachers. Pastor. Grandma wants a VCR machine. VCR? Legos! We need three hands. Two turkeys. Christmas bulbs. Wrapping paper. I want Legos. And Legos. If you're worried that holiday spending is going to deck your halls, there is something to consider. Maybe never in the history of time have we had a moment where home values have skyrocketed this much while interest rates have dropped this much. And what that has brought into play is the cash-out refinance loan. We've had so many listeners this year take advantage of this moment by cashing out a chunk of that newfound equity or money in their homes, and at the same time, even lower their monthly payment or years on their loan. It's a very unique, current opportunity. We are United Faith Mortgage. 
United Mortgage Corp, Melville, New York, MLS number 1330, Department of Banking, Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Do you have a loved one entering a nursing home? There's a lot at stake. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Depending on your family's long-term care goals, there are important decisions that should be made before a facility is needed. Talk to a qualified legal professional today. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we can help your family navigate the complicated Medicaid rules so that you can properly save some or all of your life savings from a long-term care crisis. Before you apply, contact Abernathy and Hagerman at a-h.law. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS, study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. Got church? We do. 24-7. And now you can watch Cornerstone Television's Pittsburgh Faith and Family Channel on Comcast Channel 1185. Use the Faith and Family Channel to watch local inspirational services conveniently from your home or peruse our channel for a sneak peek at a church to visit in person this Sunday. Check out Pittsburgh Faith and Family on Comcast Xfinity Channel 1185, Verizon Channel 472, or Armstrong Channel 95. It will be breezy this evening. Otherwise, we'll see plenty of clouds tonight. Expect a low tonight of 29. For tomorrow, times of clouds and sunshine will reach a high tomorrow of 46. Wednesday, we'll see low clouds. It will be breezy in the afternoon. Expect a high Wednesday of 65. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Yesterday was one of those days that you wake up in the morning thinking it's going to be one thing. And then by the time the Steeler game is over, you realize that you were completely incorrect. Well, that's why people like sports. I there's nothing to like about the sports yesterday. First of all, the Pens played two terrible games, two terrible games. But the Steelers yesterday, that was some kind of special torture that we suffered by watching that. You know what? I was so busy yesterday afternoon. I thank my lucky stars. I did not waste the entirety of those whatever hours. I missed it all. You missed it. I'm I mean, so grateful. I, just, I really I, am so grateful. I'm actually a little angry about it because no, I feel good about you know how when, when you're going through something difficult, you want somebody to share it? Mm-hmm. So my pain cannot be lessened because you don't understand it with me. <laughs> I had Christy, to laugh. did you watch it? I watched most of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Most of it? Wait, yeah. you bailed at the last minute? No, I didn't I didn't bail at the last minute. I left at halftime. Okay. And then we were down, I was with my family, we were down the waterfront and I was watching on my phone mm-hmm. as yeah. we were walking down the waterfront. Did that make it more easy to bear? Oh. Um, you know, they had like a nice little Christmas thing going on down there, so it kind of did. Okay. It, yeah. yeah. All right, great. Oh, I felt bad for you because last night, 
yeah. last night. It was like late. It was like 10 o'clock or uh-huh. something. You texted me and I was talking about the show. And then he said, the last, the last thing he said was, hey, don't tell me anything about the Steeler game. I haven't watched it yet. I'm about to watch it. And I was like. It's like it's like someone's teetering at the edge of a precipice, I, right? And you want to save I them. I wanted to say, you know, don't go there. But I couldn't because you told me not yeah, to. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you had to s- suffer through that. Oh, my say, gosh. I watched. Um, Listen, it was a horror show. Let me. I, I need to just vent a little bit. Okay. First of all, our defense, our vaunted defense, let the Detroit Lions, at some point in the, in the third quarter, they had racked up like 239 rushing yards. That's a good team. Okay, I don't even know what the final stats were because I can't bear to look at them. Mm-hmm. I can't. Okay, that that happened. Okay, the defense looked horrible. Um, the offense was like a junior high unit. I mean, we we obviously we don't have Juju. We didn't have Claypool. Mason Rudolph was terrible, and I know he's a backup, and I feel really sorry for him, and that's really a difficult position to be put in, but it was horrible. We had first and goal inside the six-yard line, and we passed three times. It was unthinkable. Why do we have Najee Harris if we can't run him in a situation like that? And the final insult of J.J. Watt being hurt, and fortunately, I heard before, I haven't looked up uh, particularly since before the show started, but it doesn't sound like it's too bad. Okay, good. That was the final thing. JJ or TJ? What did I say, JJ? Yeah. TJ. Yeah. He's my neighbor. I mean, JJ, he's there because TJ. JJ is, has, you know, already peaked in his career. That's, well, not, a, that's not a criticism. It was no, an no. absolutely fantastic career. Yeah. But let me just also indicate that the Friermuth fumble at the end, after we had had six, this was the sixth, sixth, do you hear me? Possession of overtime. Mm-hmm. How have you ever seen a game where there were six possessions of overtime? Other than Penn State, what was that? Iowa, Penn State, Iowa. Well, that's a crazy set of rules, though. Too They're right. Doing... This is a professional football game. Yeah. Six possessions. Yeah. When Fryermuth fumbled at the end, I thought, I... "Listen, here, here's a, again. I didn't. I. I hope everyone out there is experiencing this angst along with me, since John can't. Well, no, you just kind of go. I'm oh so grateful God. that I didn't have to suffer along. That's all. I oh, love the Steelers. And of course, you know, games are going to come this way, like especially in this, you know, rebuilding phase. Where the good news is, Why are we, I Mason think... Rudolph, you don't, you got to go. Anybody, any lingering questions? You yes. Go, okay. Well, so okay. we we have that sorted out. Right. Okay. He's not the guy. Christy, Clearly. did you see the end? Yeah. How about that? It was horrible. Hmm. Wasn't it horrible? But it was made better by the red and green lights that she was surrounded That's by. That's true. And there was like, you know, Frosty the Snowman. Right. You could take a picture with like Buddy the Elf. It was all fun and see, games. We're going to have a meal. Did you have a meal at the waterfall? No. No, just shopping. Okay. My husband was asleep, dead asleep. He'd been asleep for hours in our bed upstairs on the third floor of our house. I was on the first floor, and I yelled so loudly when Friarmouth fumbled that ball that he woke up and ran downstairs thinking I was injured. <laughs> he loves you. And I had to tell him, "No, I'm sorry, honey. Right. It's just the stupid game. Look, it's again, it, right? it's a game. Just a game. Oh, did I mention the special teams were bad? Yep. I did How about the coaching? Special teams were terrible. I have no idea what happened with the coaching. The Why coaching. in the I'm not sure what happened with the timeouts at, at the end. I don't. Oh. Anyway, so good for you, John. Just, good for you. Let's just stop that. talking about it. Right. Oh, at and 550, we're going to talk about our picks.
Oh, right. That we made on Friday. Okay. But coming up next, our good friend Alan Noble with us. Boy, what does it mean to live in this world that seems inhumane a lot of the time? It is. We'll talk about it, it next. Yesterday was inhumane. 101.5 WORD. The grace of God is meaningless for those who do not feel a desperate need for forgiveness of their sins. Dr. Michael Youssef. It is out of compassion that God gave us the law to drive us into despair of ourselves and recognize our need for the Savior. Join Dr. Michael Youssef this week on Leading the Way. Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. If you owe the IRS back taxes, then get ready to pay up. The IRS has giant private collection agencies actively tracking down folks who owe the IRS. So if you think dodging them was stressful in the past, it's going to get a whole lot tougher. Optima Tax Relief has this advice. Don't wait. Solve your tax problems now before it's too late. Optima Tax Relief works to stop... Stop the demand letters, stop the aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS collectors from targeting you. Ask Optima about the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered. If you qualify, you could save thousands, and nobody knows this program better than they do. Optima is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, and they get results, having resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get a fresh start. Call today for your free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800 Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, Doctor of Ministry, and certificate programs designed for students called as leaders of the church, academy, and our neighborhoods. Information is available at pts.edu. Embrace the chill at Laurelville Retreat Center, where groups of every size have come for over 75 years to refresh, reconnect, and renew amid 600 glorious acres of hiking trails, outdoor recreation, and spectacular views of the Laurel Highlands. Experience Laurelville's signature Christian hospitality, from dorm-style cabins and cottages to hotel-style lodging able to accommodate up to 400, just 30 minutes from Hidden Valley and Seven Springs. Retreat your way at laurelville.org. Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. The milieu in which man lives is no longer his. He must adapt himself as though the world were new to a universe for which he wasn't created. He was made to go six kilometers an hour. He goes a thousand. He was made to eat when he was hungry and sleep when he's sleepy. Instead, he obeys a clock. He was made to have contact with living things, and he lives in a world of stone. He was created with a certain essential unity, and he's fragmented by all the forces of the modern world. Jacques Ellul. Jacques Ellul. That is from Alan Noble's newest work, 
You are not your own, belonging to God in an inhumane world. Alan Noble, Associate Professor of English at Oklahoma Baptist University. Alan, welcome to the show. Uh, That is a very hard uphill battle to fight, is it not? It is. Thankfully, we have Jacques Rule's beautiful language to help us. Yeah. Yeah, the beauty of it does help. Um, But the reality of it is still rough. I mean, we're... So many times I wake up in the morning and I think, this is going to be hard. This day? Yeah. This is going to be hard. And I think, and it's not because I'm I'm suffering a major grief or sadness in my life right at this point. It's just that it's a lot to manage. It is. And I, I find myself, uh, even though I wrote this book about this problem, I, I find myself, even just this weekend, saying something to be effective. I just need to get through the day. And that, that's, that, that's part of the motivation behind this book was finding myself saying things like that or hearing it from friends, hearing it from students, other, uh, you know, other people I knew. This constant refrain, which indicates that there's something about the basic structure of our lives that is deeply disordered so that we feel like we just have to get through time. That there's not a, an actual pleasure or joy in time itself, but it's something we suffer through. Right. Okay. So, Alan, this is not necessarily a um, a malady of modern man. Although, I mean, probably other people, the billions of people who have gone before us, they suffered their own uh, horror and indignity of what it is to live moment mm-hmm. to moment. Sure. But in the modern world, mm-hmm. we have you know advertising and you know the modern conveniences that are the band aid that sort of take care of those second to second indignities. But then, of course. We all realize in man's inhumanity and just what it is, the nature of being alive, that life itself is brutal, right? And so we've just got like a brief reprieve, but it's not the the truth of the reality of what it is to be alive. So the modern world uh, is a lot more efficient at helping us cope with and adapt to um, an environment that is inhuman. Right. And, and in some ways, that's that's nice, because when we say to ourselves, I just need to get through the day. Well, I have a, a ready access to caffeine to help me get through the day. That yeah. historically was not the case. Right. right. I have uh, access to, to, to medications to stabilize my mood. Mm-hmm. I have access to entertainment to uh, calm me down and relax me. And all these resources. And, and I'm not saying that you know, I just had a cup of coffee. So I'm not saying that any of them are inherently bad. But what I am saying is. That that's that's different historically. In what it can do is it can it can enable us to not deal with the deeper maladies, the deeper sickness, because it is so cheap and easy to just mm-hmm. put up with it. Sure. So if we're overwhelmed with technology, okay, okay. So for example, Alan, my husband and I were in Scranton, PA, which is in the northeastern part of Pennsylvania, uh, about a month ago, and it's a it's a really depressed area because it had as its center coal mining and railroading for Wait, so that's long. Dunder Mifflin. It is Dunder Mifflin. If you are an office fan, um, and so being there and and kind of like looking, you can't ignore the historical sweep of what happened in the town because so much of it is railroad, so much of it is coal mine, and we of course know what happened to the those industries and you're surrounded by a sense of wreckage decline mm. hopelessness 
Um, and I think of all, my husband and I, were, when we were there, we were just talking about how many people were put out of work, how many people felt like the uh, the the essence of their work that they'd committed themselves to, the, the, um, the, the sector of the economy that they had lived in and supported for all those years was in, almost instantaneously not wanted, instantaneously yeah. not needed. And how inhumane that must have been. And, and, and so the city itself... You feel that when you're there. There's there's just a sense of that. And I think, okay, so what is, how do you get past something like that? How do you make sense of that? Yeah, boy, that's heavy. Uh, There's a a crisis of of meaning. And one way that manifests is this this sense that our our work is meaningless. Um, And, you know, you can feel that in a number of ways. But one way is that if you devote your life to learning a trade, a skill, to working for a company, and then that company very quickly makes the decision that you are, you know, exposable, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and and your, your services are no longer needed. You can feel like, well, what am I doing? What, what is the, the, the point of this? And this is part of, so one of the things I talk about in the book is that the power of efficiency, the, the role, and this is what I'm getting from Jackie Newell, role of technique and efficiency. So, for example, when technology changes and we no longer need the railroad as much as in the past or coal mining as in the past, all of a sudden – uh, you know, you're you're out of work, and so what that can do is it can it can give you a sense of a, a lack of dignity that your life isn't doing much, and what's um, and and there a despair can follow from that, and you know, I, one of the things I talk about is you know the recent study of the deaths of despair, which are predominantly men who are middle aged, uh, you don't have a college education. And, um, you know, they might experience something like getting laid off. And then they feel like, uh, I have no purpose in society. I, I don't belong anywhere. And, and that's when addiction and uh, sure. mind soul numbing entertainment can, can fill a void. Sure. Yeah. So, Alan, let's get then to one of the cruxes of your book, which is that we, we all we hear that story about coal miners or here in Pittsburgh, what happened to the steel industry, the collapse of the steel industry. And now, you know, Pittsburgh is a tech hub, which, of course, means that Pittsburgh is filled with different types of people now. Right. Uh-huh. Than it was in 1960 uh-huh. uh, when the steel industry was still peaking. Um, but without any type of outside direction, we also feel as individuals that we're on our own, that we ha- we're individuals, right? This is what our, our secular society preaches to us, is that you can make your own choices. You know, this is, right. your life is up to you, and you get to choose. Yeah. If you want to have sex with somebody right now, you can. If you want to change your gender, right. you can. If you want to quit your job and go find something else, you can. And so if you want to leave your church, if you never want to go back, uh, you don't have to. So... We're kind of overwhelmed, maybe, would you say, by all of our options? Absolutely, yeah. It, it's crushing. And, and you're right that, um, that you know, it, it is related to you know, that, that same idea of you, know, you, can, you can sleep with whoever you want. But also, oh, if you're unemployed because you've taken your industry away, uh, if you don't want to be unemployed, you have the freedom to go and move and find a job. But, but, but of course, that means leaving your family and leaving maybe where you and your people have lived for, you know, 100 years or something like this. But if you think about 
people as as just radically autonomous, then then you really have no obligation to uh, you know care for them and their families in a specific place. You can just suggest that they just get up and move and find a new job. So uh, you know it is it is overwhelming, and sometimes what when we are overwhelmed, what we can do is we can suffer. There are, there are just so many things that I could do that I don't know that I can do anything. And, and, and that's when we can just want to just lie in bed and okay. not get up. So then, Alan, I mean, if, if, in, if in this modern world or even in the ancient world, if everything means nothing, then where does God fit in this? Because then does God become just another, you know, sort of uh, panacea of celebrity culture or mm. the Internet, just one more item on the menu? Yeah, it can. He can. Absolutely. And, and you know, one inspiration for this book is that very concern that even in, among evangelicals, even among Christians, we can treat God as another coping mechanism. So come to my church and we will help your kids uh, grow up to be, you know, have good character and to be hard workers. Right. And we will give you a sense of community. But 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 fundamentally, yeah, it's not a whole lot different than, than joining the gym and sending your kids to private school or something like this, right? Um, however, if we re, if we dig deeper and reframe the way we understand our anthropology, who what does it fundamentally mean to be human? Well, if we belong to God, if that is our fundamental being, the experience of living in this world means that you belong to someone else, and that person loves you and is God. Um, that radically changes things. So, for example, that, that you know, steel worker, his dignity doesn't actually come from his work. It's good. It's good to work. But his dignity as a human being doesn't come from that. Although society might tell him so, it's a lie. Fundamentally, it comes from his being, uh, oh, but, uh, uh, belonging to God. Alan Noble's with us. I'm holding in my hands his brand new book called You Are Not Your Own, Belonging to God in an Inhuman World. For those of us, uh, for those of you who are watching along online, we're streaming live on YouTube at the word Pittsburgh. You can see Alan's book here in my hand. Uh, you Are Not Your Own. So, uh, you know, after you get through um, describing the problem, Alan, um, the hope is, of course, you're going to give us a five-step plan in the last chapter. <laughs> Go for it, Alan. That is Please. just, just yeah. going to lay it out for us, Please, and I'm gonna, we're going to feel fixed and ready to go. Um, apparently, you know, I keep looking in the book. I don't see that, There's Alan. There's no five-step plan? Uh, it got edited out. So Darn the it. guy had a great plan, but <laughs> editing floor. Yeah, this is one of the challenging parts of the book is that uh, I don't want to lie to people. And if the problem is as deep and systemic as I, as I say, and I do believe that it is, then there isn't uh, a plan to reclaim you know, our culture or save America or you know, fix the West or anything like this. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, there are things that we can do and we are, are commanded to do in our sphere of influence, actions that we can take locally and among people that we can interact with that will make a difference, whether that's through voting or through the way we, we buy things, the way we talk to people, lots of actions that matter a great deal. But our hope is not that we can reclaim, that we can fix the entire system. Uh, Christ can do that, right? God is redeeming all things. If he wants to um, you know, completely reboot uh, you know, Western civilization, um, you know, like he saved all of Nineveh, he can do that. He can do that. He has the power to do that. But I think that if we approach this issue 
with a posture of here's the steps we need to solve everything, I think what's going to happen is we're going to become delusional and, um, and abusive. Eventually what will happen is we're going, to, we're going to feel like anyone who isn't on board with our agenda is getting in the way. So the real hope is, is in Christ. And that's not a quietism. So I'm not saying just sit back and let the world burn. No, you have to act. But you act in hope that God is redeeming all things, not you. Mm. So it's not up to us to, as you write at the end, rebuild the city, right? It's actually God's task. Not that, again, we're not involved in it, but it's really different thinking that you you have signed on for a greater mission that you're not— completely in control of or we've been sold something or that i have to do this or the whole world's going to collapse and that's our default right i mean if you think about across the political spectrum our default is we, we want to hear somebody who has a plan an agenda a strategy for fixing our culture for making our society you know you know flourish and and, and those things aren't bad to aspire to but I think we need to. I think it's important to recognize the scope of the problem, and uh, and instead recognize that that yeah, God is God is the one that 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 changes things. Um, because you know, if just deeply embedded in our society, we have an assumption that we are our own and belong to ourselves. Uh, when you and I and all your listeners can come to accept that that is a lie, that actually we belong, a body and soul and life and in death to a faithful Savior, Jesus Christ, and we can push back against that lie as we, we experience it in culture. But fundamentally, society still going to treat us as radically autonomous, and we're still going to have to bear that burden and live with it, uh, which is not easy. It's hard. I like it. It's hard, but it really... The value of hope really can't be valued. It's it it, it it really can transform anything. Yes, yeah. And so I talk in the book. I talk about Eliot's concept from the four quartets of of, of waiting without hope, which I, by which I think he means that that as, even as as Christians, sometimes when we hope, we have a very specific thing. That we have in mind. So, my hope is for this politician to get into office, and then everything's going to be fixed. Or my hope is for the Supreme Court to overturn this, and then everything will be better. Right. Um, it's not—it's not wrong to desire those things, but there's a way in which that we can um, put ourselves in God's place by saying, "This is God. This is how you're going to fix everything. This is this is your agenda. I'm confident. This is how you're going to fix everything." And then when it doesn't happen, we feel like, "Where is God? How how can He allow this to happen?" Um, and so as Christians, we have to learn to wait. We have to learn to be patient because God is working his redemption. Um, we need to be faithful where we are. And, and the thing, the killer thing is, there are things that we could be doing in our lives right now to better love our neighbors. And it's easier for us to have a, a, an obsession about some political agenda than it is to serve where we are right now. Amen to that. That is so true. Alan Noble, the brand new book, You Are Not Your Own, Belonging to God in an Inhuman World. Alan? You've written a real thing here. Really appreciate it so much and appreciate you too. Thank you.
embrace the chill at Laurelville Retreat Center, where groups of every size have come for over 75 years to refresh, reconnect, and renew amid 600 glorious acres of hiking trails, outdoor recreation, and spectacular views of the Laurel Highlands. Experience Laurelville's signature Christian hospitality, from dorm-style cabins and cottages to hotel-style lodging able to accommodate up to 400. Just 30 minutes from Hidden Valley and Seven Springs. Retreat your way at laurelville.org. You think about your day. And all the different things that you've read, (laughs) all the different knowledge you've procured to work through whatever it is, you know, whether it's just casual reading or something specific you wanted to know about or something for work, right. Or theologically, right. Mm -hmm. Um, Your Bible reading, all all those different commentaries, a deeper dive into, you know, some scriptural principle or something. So it's one thing for us, but then you think about your kids who are in college and the nature of their learning daily, their reading daily, huge difference. And then you think about Grove city college and the, the weight and the power of the theology mm-hmm. on top of the science on top of all those other things. Grove city is way different in the learning curve. I think it's a lot in a good way, but it's a lot. We, we talked to um, our daughter last night, who's a student there, and she uh, was talking about the telling us what her test she has coming up this week and what projects and then what papers. And she and my daughter's been a good student. Our daughter's been a good student since she was a little kid. She said, I've never worked this hard in my entire life. Mm. She said, just the amount of information I'm trying to store and keep in. It's a big difference. You're not skating through. Online for quality education, gcc.edu. McQueen Building Company. It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueen Building company.com we are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 wordfm pittsburgh at wordfm.com the word fm mobile app iheart tune in and odyssey james brown and bill cower welcoming you back to the midnight snack run this is one tricky obstacle course Uh oh he's eyeballing a jar of candy that is tempting right off the start but he pushes it away he's approaching a plate of iced cookies he blows right by him for the apple oh the fridge looks like he's headed for the soda wait he jukes left grabs the That's the way you execute a midnight snack run. Stand up to cancer and rally. Want you to reduce your risk for cancer. Go to takeahealthystand.org. It will be breezy this evening. Otherwise, we'll see plenty of clouds tonight. Expect a low tonight of 29. For tomorrow, times of clouds and sunshine will reach a high tomorrow of 46. Wednesday, we'll see low clouds. It will be breezy in the afternoon. Expect a high Wednesday of 65. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? Aspirin. Yep. What if we didn't even have? We didn't even talk about it. You just oh, yeah. Aspirin already makes, decided. It makes perfect sense, and I'll tell you why. Okay, I can't wait to hear. Is this for heart health? No, just for general. 
you know, you get your Advil, Tylenol, your leave, yeah, Tylenol. Your they all have their place. Everything does. Do they you know, have their place? I think so. Yeah. The Advil, of course, is for your back. Is it? Yeah. For it's an me, anti-inflammatory. Yeah. You know, the um, ibuprofen or the uh, Aleve, you know, the like two, 500 milligrams of that, sort of like the long haul thing. Right. There is something that I believe is like homeopathic, I might say, about the, the essence of what aspirin does. Okay. What does it? There's just something that you can't replicate in an Advil or, a, you know. Anything else that's you don't mean that like the blood clotting thing you mean or the no. anti blood clotting thing you're saying aspirin it's... has its place in its pain relieving efforts really yeah hundred percent okay. and I, I would say this if you are yourself someone who like imbibes and you hit a few aspirin yeah. in a glass of water Advil's not going to do that for you mm. it does not I'm just saying interesting thought everything's got its place aspirin uh, you may consider it an antique it's a stalwart wow. Because I was going to say, John, it didn't make sense. Wrong. I was going to say that, you know, with the panoply of pain relief options that we have uh, over the counter, that for the minor malady, you could choose your, your acetaminophen, you could choose your ibuprofen, and Failure. you really need the aspirin. Failure. Mm. Wrong. Wrong mm. thinking. I don't know, John. I've never, I, I, I haven't taken, I don't think I've had an aspirin since I was about six. You're missing out? Okay. I don't, I, I like, I like the taste of the St. Joseph's baby aspirin, taste. that little orange taste. You know, that chalky thing? I liked it. Okay. But I haven't had it since. I'm not sure it does make sense. I'm pro aspirin. Okay. Does this make sense? Hmm? The pencil. <laughs> Unless you're 11 and under, <laughs> you don't need a pencil. <laughs> or if you're working in the trades, you're a carpenter or mm-hmm. someone you need a, you know. Other than that, the pencil is wasted. Mm-hmm. What, what is the use of the point breaks, it smudges, it's not exact by any stretch. It smells good. I'm not in it for the aesthetic. I'm just talking about the day-to-day usage, the quality and nature of writing, something that's legible. What about that feeling you get with the, like, the lead on the paper? You don't like it's, that? No. The pencil doesn't make makes no sense at all. I agree with you, John. God bless you. I was giving you a hard time, but I can't really because I don't feel like we really need pencils anymore, especially because I have an erasable pen in my hand. All right. Take two aspirin. See you in the morning. 101.5 WORD. God bless us, everyone. What's the biggest blessing you can imagine this Christmas season? How about having your mortgage or rent paid for 2022? It's possible when you enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. Enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See rules and conditions for details. To our Merry Christmas, God bless us. God bless us. Enter now at wordfm.com. Brought to you by Robin Jones, Swickley Realtor, and Trinity Jewelers. If you're in the market for metal roofing, siding, and garage doors, Kaufman Metals in Bedford can meet your expectations with friendly professional service. Their equipment is right up to date with the newest technology and ready to produce your standard and customized metal panels and trims to your exact specifications for any project with the fastest turnaround in the industry. Plus, Kaufman Metals offers complete do-it-yourself building packages included with computer-generated drawings. Kaufman Metals also provides sales and service for CHI residential and commercial garage doors. 
They deliver any order, large or small, to any place with full-service rollback trucks and trailers with a Moffett forklift to set building packages conveniently close to your project. And just so you know, they offer contractors discounts as well. Visit KaufmanMetals.com or call 814-623-6044 or stop in at 6146 Lincoln Highway, Bedford, PA. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, Doctor of Ministry, and certificate programs designed for students called as leaders of the church, academy, and our neighborhoods. Information is available at pts.edu. There's confusion about how to protect yourself from COVID. One thing is certain, whether you're vaccinated or not, you need an accurate thermometer to check for fever, the leading sign of flu and COVID. Be vigilant and contact your medical provider at the first sign of fever. Don't rely on non-contact thermometers that have no scientific studies. Only the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate in more than 100 clinical studies. Learn more at exergen.com. With today's technology, anyone can take a video. But getting it ready for prime time, that's something many churches aren't equipped to handle. Here at Salem Video, we offer churches everything they need to go from rough cut to picture lock. With your raw footage, we can produce great-looking videos for your social media, podcast, website, and even live service element. From text animation, visual effects, transitions, logos, music, and more, here's where we put it all together. What can Salem Video do for you? Ask GM Brad Marshall at 412-503-4770. 101.5-WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. We live in some strange, strange days, do we not? You think that, like, all the weird stuff happens, you know, in the street or on social media, and then you see a video of what goes on in a church, and you think, okay, so it's not just all out there. Weird stuff happens everywhere. Rod Dreyer is back with us. Rod is uh, an author of several books, which we love. I think he's probably best known for the Benedict Option, a strategy for Christians in a post-Christian nation. My favorite is how Dante can save your life. My wife's favorite is... Uh, Ruthie Lemming. Yeah. Rod, welcome back to the show. Thanks for joining us. Well, I'm always glad to be your weird correspondent down here in South Louisiana, John <laughs> Okay, I'm glad so, you take that mantle, Rod. Okay, so Rod, in the past, we have talked about how... By us Christians trying to portray to the world that Christianity isn't weird, that we're doing ourselves and it a disservice because Christianity is weird. There are a lot of things that we believe that are unusual. Yes, but let's be unusual for the right reasons, not like what happened in San Antonio this weekend. Did you all see that from yes. John Hagee's church? Yep. Yeah, yeah okay. Wait. So for people who have not seen, uh, talk about the video that we watched today. Sure. They had some sort of political rally at the church. It wasn't uh, during the service? Two- I don't know if it was during a service or not, but it was definitely inside the church. Um, and I, I'm hesitate to say it was within the service. Because I don't know. But in any case, the fact that it was held in a church is disturbing enough. Uh, they had, there were two things that made people, oh, you know, their eyebrows go up from that conference. One was at one point there was a guy on stage leading the congregation and chanting, let's go, Brandon. 
Now, as we know, that is a, a, a euphemism for a more vulgar phrase mm-hmm. uh, meant to attack Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Now, look, I wouldn't say that anyway. It's a trashy thing to say. But if it, if it emerges at a football game, OK, I get it. But in a church? Come on. I can't see any circumstances under which that would be appropriate. But that's what happened at this church. Yeah. The I, second I, thing is. Go ahead. No, Rod, I, I just got to say, I, I saw it too. I was shocked. I could not believe it was inside a church where, you know, people are praying. There is worship. There is communion. There is confession. I mean, where Christ is lifted up and all of a sudden it becomes like, holy smokes, so incredibly rude. It's like they're turning church into a political cult and they don't have any standards uh, by which to tell people, wait, don't bring that filthy language into a church. Holy but, I know. And then comes General Michael Flynn, the former, uh, briefly, the National Security Advisor to President Trump. He's a real activist uh, in the, you know, in the post-Trump period. He's giving a speech from the stage. He says that we need one religion in this country. Uh, and I, I'm listening to him say that. I'm like, wait a minute. Don't you understand that this country was founded by religious dissidents? for the sake of religious liberty, so we wouldn't have the government telling us what our religion should be. I mean, it's, it, it goes on, John and Kathy, to say that America was prophesied in the Gospel of Matthew. And uh, I'm just shaking my head thinking, wait a minute, America is not the biblical Israel. We're a great country. We're a country that has been blessed by God. I love my country, but Amen. this is idolatry. Right. I, I don't get it i mean i is it just ignorance i guess as is my question especially when when michael flynn is talking about that we should have one national religion well, i mean it's a, that? you, that make you have sense. to be reading incredibly narrowly to not realize what it looks like when there's a national religion in other places throughout all of world history right and uh, i have been arguing on my side uh, your listeners listeners may not realize that i'm an orthodox christian but I've been arguing with Catholic integralists. These are intellectual Catholics who believe the same thing as Michael Flynn, but they want the one religion in America to be Catholicism. (laughs) The weird thing about people like Michael Flynn and like the integralists is they always think they're going to be the ones on top telling other people what to do. What they don't realize is that here in America today, sadly, we are de-Christianizing quickly, and I'm afraid that the religion that's going to be on top of all of us will be wokeness. Right. And uh, we need to be able to stand behind the First Amendment to defend religious liberty, because that's the only way we're going to be able to protect ourselves and our our institutions. Okay, so then if it's one religion, it's okay if it's your religion, but if it's not, then everything else is a mess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look, I understand uh, where he's coming from, that it would make for a more cohesive and stable society if we all shared the same religion. But that's not America. That's not how we have ever been. The Catholics were oppressed by Protestants in the 19th century mm-hmm. who didn't want them. And now there are some Catholics who want to oppress Protestants. I think we ought to stick with the way the country was founded on religious liberty. Rod Dreher is the senior editor at The American Conservative. His latest book is Live Not by Lies, a manual for Christian dissidents. All right, based on the the tremendous research you did for Live Not by Lies, Rod, and all of your travels over there, which 
John and I were super jealous. Loved of. it. If I saw one more picture of borscht, it was really it's really <laughs> making me mad after a little bit of time. I mean, I'm texting you. Uh, where are you? I'm in Vienna. Yes, yeah, fabulous, Rod. It. Fabulous. Fine. Uh, but anyway, Rod, you heard story after story of what it's like to live in a, in an authoritarian environment, um, and so now we've got people in America who are advocating for just that sort of thing. And if only they're saying, if only we could have that. Yeah, it's like if only we would get the ring of power, we would use it for good. And uh, I just don't think that is in the cards with human nature. Um, I mean, it's a a difficult thing because I see what is happening from the left, especially in Europe right now. The nation of Hungary is under intense assault by the European Union because it follows a more traditional uh, Christian line on the definition of marriage and about they, they want in Hungary, they pass a law to keep LGBT propaganda away from children. And Europe is coming down hard on them. Um, I think that's uh, that we have to be willing and able to resist what the, the left is doing on that front. But we're no better if we uh, behave as they do to people who are who don't agree with us. So Ron, how, how then do we as believers look at the world and inform the world by our thoughts, our words, our actions, to see the holiness of the world, right? Because the world is holy. The breath that I'm taking right now, there is holiness within that. But somehow as believers, we've just avoided all that. We've sort of gone beyond that. We've made politics over everything, and we've taken out the holiness of where we are. Oh, thank you for asking that question. That's, you talk, you're talking about my next book. I I noticed that here in the world today, we see so many young people leaving Christianity. But the interesting thing is they're not embracing atheism. I think they are still open to the gospel message. But we have got to somehow confront them with the awe of Jesus Christ, with the awe of beauty that the world God made, Mm -hmm. and with holiness in individuals. So I'm going to try to focus on that. Mm. Now, that's interesting. So uh, I listened to a uh, podcast interview that you did with Mike Cosper. I don't know when that was, maybe a year or so ago. And you talked about how persuasive beauty was to you in um, your own um, spiritual maturity. And I really appreciated that. And I've thought that myself, but I think you said it so well that there was a time in your life when you felt like your your intellectual grasp on the faith was what was quote unquote going to save you. I don't think I don't think I would say that literally, but you felt like that was extremely important. And then you went through a life change and now being an Orthodox believer, that experiential worship, the mystery, yeah, all of that. Um, right. Explain it a little bit. Explain where that that um, evolution in your life. Well, I always thought when I was a young man and I came to Christ, I thought that if I had the intellectual arguments for my form of Christianity, Roman Catholicism, if I had those arguments clear in my head, my faith would be able to withstand anything. But it wasn't true. And in the crisis after I lost my Catholic faith, I went back to think about what drew me to Christ in the first place as a young man. First of all, it was beauty. It was about being confronted with the awe of Christ in a a European cathedral. There was nothing in my background growing up in South Louisiana in the late 20th century that prepared me for that kind of beauty. And I immediately wanted to know the God that had inspired men whose names are lost to history to build such a temple to his honor. And then later, after I, I wrestled with that for six years, 
I met a holy man, an elderly uh, Catholic priest who had lost his faith as a young man, but who experienced two miracles and came back to the faith. And he wept as he told me what had happened to him. And I, I realized then I have to know this Jesus. I have to give my life to this Christ. And uh, so I, when I was rebuilding my own faith, I realized that these are the things that first brought me to Christ. And these are the things that I think will appeal to young people who aren't interested in arguments, but you can't argue with awe. Right? So okay. I will, I will, yeah. So let me interrupt uh, you for just a minute, Rod. When you mentioned that um, older priest who you talked to, and you said he wept when he was recounting those miracles, those miracles hadn't happened recently in his life. No. No, they had happened 50 years earlier. But they brought him to tears still 50 years after that time. Yeah, and and, you know, it was a classic story, you know, that I I could not prove that what this man experienced was real, but the fact that he changed his life completely and became a priest, and the fact that he was so moved over 50 years since these happened, he was so moved that he cried about it, that told me that he had met the living Christ. Mm -hmm. But then go back to the very beginning of our conversation, Rod, People who were in John Hagee's church over the weekend and were chanting, let's go, Brandon, they aren't necessarily going to remember that decades from now and go, that was an awe-inspiring moment in my mm-hmm. life. I saw the majesty of oh. Christ there. Yeah. Oh, man, you, yeah. you really got it, John. That's just said. And think about what their children and what people outside the church are going to think. You know, since COVID started at my little Orthodox parish here in Baton Rouge, we have had a, an astonishing number of young people show up wanting to worship with us, and they all say the same thing. We came because we're looking for something real. That means they are so fed up with church being politicized, either to the left or the right, that they want to come someplace and worship where Jesus Christ is exalted and politics is left on the front doorstep. Mm. Amen to that. Yeah. Okay, so, Rod, um, you've got a, you've got this, this uh, most, most recent book, Live Not By Lies, and you're working on a new thing. Um, how do you do that? Do you just like, you know, you, you decide to, you know, tie a bow around your, your last work, it gets published, and then you're just off onto a, a, a new tangent? <laughs> Sounds so easy, Rod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it, it's funny. I, I'll have to come back on to talk about this longer story uh, about this new book. But it started when a man came up to me in 2018 in Italy after I gave a Benedict option talk. And he said, sir, I'm an artist. He, his English wasn't good. And I was praying in my studio this afternoon, and the Holy Spirit told me to come hear the American talk tonight and to give you this. He gave me this image and engraving he did of a medieval saint I had never heard of. And uh, once I started digging in that, it, a, a mystery presented itself. And, uh, and it's ending up with me writing a book about how the Lord speaks to us through these signs and wonders and miracles. I cannot wait to talk to you about that. That's fascinating. Oh, yeah. And, and I even wrote to the man, the artist, I said, you don't know this, sir, but you really changed my life, the, mm. thing, the doors you opened. And he wrote back and said, I was just being faithful to what the Holy Spirit said. And he's agreed to let us use the image he gave me on the cover of the book if the publisher wants to. Fabulous. But um, I, I think people need this in the worst way now. We need to be reminded about that initial awe that brought almost all of us to Christ. And it's just gotten so so uh, occluded by by passions over politics and culture war. And uh, what I want to do is reach young people and let them know that this is what Christianity is all about, not politics. Rod, I couldn't agree more. I'm on Thank your you side so 100%. very, very much. 
Rod Dreher, uh, Live Not By Lies, The Benedict Option, uh, other fine things as well. Look for Rod online. Easy to find. Rod, uh, thank you so much. Great pleasure. Take care, guys. Take Rod care, Dreher. Rod. If you have more borscht, keep it to yourself. I mean, I can't bear much more. That's so good. That Isn't is so it? good. It's so good. I mean, holiness, not the borscht. I bet the borscht is pretty good, too. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, Doctor of Ministry, and certificate programs designed for students called as leaders of the church, academy, and our neighborhoods. Information is available at pts.edu. We all know health care costs are through the roof, but having insurance to back you up in uncertain times provides a sense of security to us, right? I'm Kathy Emmons, and about a year ago, I lost my sense of security when I lost my health insurance. It was a sudden thing, a COVID-era adjustment they had to make, my husband's employer said. But all of a sudden, after decades of being covered by the same people, I was on my own. But it turns out, not on my own. You know I've advertised for Todd Marley at Marley Financial for years now. I've loved the sound of what they offer to individuals and small businesses, but all at once I had to depend on them for my own health insurance. And wow, have they come through. From Todd, who took the time to explain all the options, to Carrie, who has walked through literally every bit of paperwork I've had, Marley Financial has been there for me. So if you're looking for a group of people who will be there for you, think Marley Financial. Find them online, marleyfg.com or at 724-884-1496. McQueen Building Company. It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueenBuildingCompany.com. Don't let pests haunt your home this winter. Get the help you need at BoozBugStoppers.com. When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Boo's Bug Stoppers at BoozBugStoppers.com. Got church? We do. 24-7. And now you can watch Cornerstone television's pittsburgh faith and family channel on comcast channel 1185 use the faith and family channel to watch local inspirational services conveniently from your home or peruse our channel for a sneak peek at a church to visit in person this sunday check out pittsburgh faith and family on comcast xfinity channel 1185 verizon channel 472 or armstrong channel 95 at napa when it comes to serving you their motor never quits from next day delivery to curbside pickup to getting involved with local communities get the parts you need when you need them that's napa know-how each friday on the ride home we make our picks for uh pittsburgh hometown teams over the weekend and uh, we did two games over the weekend, over this past uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I don't need to tell you how badly that panned out. For no one. Um, one panned out well for me. Oh, that but I am trailing right now. Uh, overall, uh, we, Christy's leading this pack. Uh, John and then I'm 
pulling up the caboose. Why, why are you both laughing? Because she knows she knows it. Uh, didn't you didn't you hear it? No. See, that's the, that's the only child in you. Yeah. Oh, that that thing, that little tisk mm-hmm. with our seven, my seven brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. that could kill you. Mm-hmm. Seriously, because it just it conveyed so much. <laughs> as soon as I did it, Chrissy, she laughed. She knew. So pens and sends on Saturday night that happened at seven o'clock. Yeah. And uh, John, you said that the pens would win four one. I did. Christy, you thought that the pens would win three two. Oh. But I thought the pens would lose. Mm. I thought the sends would would win two one. Oh. And sadly, it was six three. Mm. So um, you guys pens get lost. you guys get a lot of nothing. Out of that, but you, you get, get something. You get, but I did get something. I well, get a, I get a point one. out of that. Yeah, right. I get a point three, out of that. I mean, you know, really. Uh, and then we move on to yesterday's game, where none of us predicted a tie because who would do that? I guess the think, O and A Detroit Lions. Who would Lions? think that there would be a tie in the NFL? First off, and certainly not against the Detroit Lions, the hapless Lions. Right, without Ben. Right. I mean, how about Ben getting the jab, and now he gets COVID. We yeah. didn't know Aaron Ben Ro- was going to be out at the time. Though. We did not. No, know. we didn't. Right, right. We did. But would we still have predicted a tie? No. Who can predict? Christy it? thought it would be twenty nine twenty seven. John, you thought it'd be twenty four ten. I thought it'd be nineteen seventeen. So none of us uh, picked the uh, mm-hmm. the winner. But I did come closest at nineteen seventeen. The, oh. the the score was sixteen sixteen. Doesn't matter. You still were wrong. I came closest to being wrong. <laughs> I came, I came closest praise. to being right. Right. Penn State also lost. Yeah, but, scored home. No, but we're not because we don't care I about am, them. Because I love them both. Because <laughs> you can't. Uh, you can too. Philander. <laughs> Have a great night. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com salemnow.com